Welcome to the Indianola First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you, encourage you, and launch you into life-changing action. Happy Easter! Are you excited to be in God's house today? Let's give a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and rising again. What's the point of Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry?
it before. Welcome to Indianola First Online. We are so excited to have you with us today. We hope that you are enjoying the service so far. If you have never joined before, we are so glad that you found us. If you are new to Indianola First Online, we encourage you to check out our website where you can learn about the church. While you're there, make sure to click on the link titled Introduce Yourself so we can learn about you and send you a gift. Yeah, and Indianola First Online is about more than just watching a service. It's about being part of a caring community. So as you attend online today, make sure to let our online chat hosts know if you need prayer. They would love to help in any way that they can. If Indianola First Online has been a benefit to you, would you consider supporting us? We have two ways to securely give tithes and offerings to Indianola First Online. You can either visit our website and click on the tab titled Give or text your donation amount to the number 84321. Again, that number is 84321. schedule or any upcoming events at Indianola First, you can find out details on our events page on our website, www.indianolafirst.com. We hope that God uses today's message to speak to you and encourage you. Thank you for being with us. Now let's hear from one of our pastors about what is going on right here at Indianola First. Indianola first, go ahead and make your way back to your seat this morning. Got a couple of announcements we'd love to run by you this morning. Welcome to church on this beautiful February morning that we're having, right? Snowing on Easter in the middle of April, Iowa. Well, it's great to have everybody with us this morning. Maybe it's uh, your first time at Indianola first. Maybe you're new to Indianola first. Uh, we'd love to get to know you a little bit, so if you would do us a favor and fill out the card that is in the seat back in front of you, we'd be grateful for that. And uh, if you are joining us online this morning, I want to say a special welcome to you, and I uh, would love to have you click the link that the chat hosts are providing right now so that you can introduce yourself to us. Even though you're not here with us physically, you're still part of our church family this morning, and so we'd love to get to know that you are there and get to know a little bit about you. Got a couple of things that I want to run by you this morning, things that are happening in your church. First of all, Wednesday nights, we got some exciting things happening starting this Wednesday. We've got some new classes that are going to be starting. The first class that's going to be happening is The Chosen Season 2, and uh, probably, again, not probably, I think, in my opinion, the best portrayal of Jesus on film ever. It's incredible. I love The Chosen, and so uh, Season 2, we're going to be having that in the CAC, which is the room off to my right and your left, uh, right outside of the foyer. And uh, the second class we're going to do is called uh, The Blessed Life, and that is with Pastor Robert Morris. And if any of you have ever sat through any Robert Morris's teaching, it is 
absolutely excellent. It is incredible. That's going to be here in the sanctuary. And the third class we're going to be doing is a Connections class. And Connections is for anyone who is part of First Assembly. If you've never been through Connections and you are a part of First Assembly and you call this your church home, I would highly, highly encourage you to go. You're going to learn a lot about the church. Uh, you're going to be able to talk a little bit about who you are and, and what you're all about, too. And uh, you get to spend some quality time with Pastor Barry, and you get to hear his heart for the church. And uh, it's just a really, really amazing, uh, really amazing class to go to. If you're new, it's a really good place to start at First Assembly. And then the last thing that we have going on on Wednesday nights is we have, for adults, that is, we have prayer meeting that happens in the prayer room off to my left and your right. Uh, over here, and uh, that's all. All those things that I talked about are happening from seven o'clock to eight o'clock p.m. And uh, so I would encourage you to come and check out. You don't have to sign up; you just have to show up for the classes that you're interested in. And let me tell you this too: if you can't make the first one, that's okay. Just jump in at those classes at any point, and you'll be perfectly fine. Because I know not everybody can make every single week, but we'd love to have you as much as we can. There's going to be something for kids on Wednesday from nursery all the way up through high school. So if you have a student, you can make sure to bring them with. With you they're going to have a great time as well and if you're hungry beforehand we've got the bistro bistro always serves a meal uh, on wednesday nights beforehand i've been told this week it's hot beef so if you like hot beef this is the place to be and they make a great hot beef sandwich so wednesday night that's starting this week coming up really really quick the last announcement i have before we go back into worship is sisterhood night we want you to save the date it's going to be happening may 13th the first one was excellent. I can't imagine that the, the next one's going to be any less excellent than the first one, maybe even better. So May 13th, make sure to invite somebody, have somebody on your heart, start praying for them. Uh, but that's going to be coming up very soon, so please put that on your calendar. Have that in your mind. Like I said, be praying for it and be ready to go. So those are all the announcements this morning. But before we go back into worship, I just want to encourage you to give this morning. And this morning I talked about giving in our first service a little bit and the fact that we use our talents and we give those to God and we give our time to the Lord and the things that we have as resources, we give them because ultimately we're just giving them right back to him because they're really all his, aren't they? They're not ours. And so uh, I want to encourage you because, because we do give in multiple ways. One of the ways that we do give is financially along with time and talent and all those things uh, because we fund the kingdom of God that way. And that's how missionaries go on the missions field. That's how the lights stay up in this place. And so uh, I want to encourage you, if you've never given before, step out and give it a shot this week and see what God's going to do in your life because he makes some pretty bold promises in his word of what he does for givers. And so put him to the test. The, the Bible tells us that we can put God to the test in this one area. And so if you want to give this morning, there's a couple of different ways to do that. One is to go online to IndianolaFirst.com. You can go to the Give tab, click on that, and you can give securely that way. The second way that you can give is to jump on your phone and text the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. And uh, that's probably the easiest way to give. And the, the last way that you can give this morning is by putting a cash or check into an envelope that's in front of you. And you can put that in the host uh, bag on the way out. And uh, they'll take that for you. So let's stand up and then we're going to pray and then we'll head back into worship this morning. So bow your heads and close your eyes with me if you would. Father, you are awesome, and Jesus, it is so fun to be celebrating the day of your resurrection, the day that you overcame death and you defeated it once and for all so that we could have life eternal, and not just eternal on the other side of this world, but life eternal with you starting right now. And so we thank you for that, Jesus, and Lord, as we go into this time of worship, I pray that you just help us have hearts full of thankfulness to give those things right back to you, in Jesus' name, amen.
You called me from the grave by name You called me out of all my shame I see the old as passed away The new has come Now I have resurrection power Living on the inside, Jesus You have given us freedom No longer bound by sin and darkness Living in the light of your goodness You have given us freedom 
lift up our hands this morning. As we think about his blood being shed for us, let's just uh, let your praise and let your worship just well up within you and begin to sing a new song unto him this morning. the Lord. Today's a special day. It's Resurrection Sunday. Amen? It's the day that we celebrate our risen Savior, and it's true. He has risen. Both the cross he carried and the tomb that he was laid in, they are empty, church. But we wouldn't be able to celebrate the resurrection if it hadn't been for the cross. We wouldn't be able to celebrate the resurrection if he didn't bleed and die for us first. For the past six weeks, we've been studying the shed blood of Jesus, and through those sermons, as well as the Good Friday Experience event, how many came to the Good Friday Experience? Awesome, wasn't it? Praise the Lord for that, and thank you for all of you that were involved, and we'll give you a proper thank you next week. But God did some great things, and I think 27 people came to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just wonderful, wonderful. But through all that stuff, all the things that we've been doing in the last uh, several weeks, I believe one of the themes that has emerged has been the importance and even prophetic meaning of the Passover meal for the Jews and how that became so related to Jesus being our Passover lamb. And it leads me right into our practice and observance of communion. You know, in the upper room, after the Seder meal had been served, the Passover meal had been served. It says in Luke 22, 14 through 20, when the hour came, Jesus, he, reclined at the table, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is being given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way, he took the cup and after they had eaten, saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new 
covenant in my blood. Church, this is Jesus instituting communion. This is Jesus sharing with us, telling us that this is something we ought to be doing as a body from now on until he comes again. This was supposed to be a time of remembrance of all that he did. And as we have discussed the blood over the last six weeks and all that is, the the power that's in the blood, I think today would be a perfect day for us to wrap that series up by taking communion together. I wanna talk about the body for just a second. The body of Jesus was crushed. Physically, he was flogged with reeds, causing severe bruising. He was whipped with the cat of nine tails. His beard was plucked and yanked out. He was smacked in the face by the crowd. The crown of thorns was pushed down onto his head. He was forced to carry his cross. His hands and feet were nailed to that cross. He was pierced in his side. All of these were a part of him being crushed. His body was crushed for your sake. And I think of the mind games that the devil must have played on him as he prayed so hard and with such anguish that he actually sweat blood, emotionally knowing that he was dying for people who were actively rejecting him. I mean, I just can't imagine that. From the time of friends falling asleep on him in the garden until the moment he he said it is finished, there was a lot of time for those racing human thoughts. And how many know Jesus? Jesus was human. He was 100% human. And he was 100% God. He experienced everything that we would experience. How many have ever had those moments where the thoughts are like machine guns in your mind? Especially late at night and you can't sleep. And you're just overwhelmed emotionally. Jesus felt those things just as you feel them. He had those games going on that the devil was playing in his head. And I wonder what those vain imaginations were. I I wonder if he thought, if those thoughts just popped in, is this really making a difference? Are these people really gonna change because of what you're doing? I wonder if he thought, am I letting the devil win here? Should I just continue to take the stance of a lamb led to slaughter? I mean, it seems like a position of weakness. I can't imagine all the things that went through his head, and I think I, think I would be, a, a, I, I would just be fall so, so short of what actually was going on in his head if I tried. We can't imagine the weight and the burden that he was bearing. He had access to his divine power. If he was 100% man and 100% God, He had access to that power. But I want you to understand something. He emptied himself of it. He chose to operate in this earthly realm. He chose to operate in his humanity as he walked through that crucifixion process. He could have called down 10,000 angels at any time to rescue him, but he didn't. He ignored the mind games, the vain imaginations, He set aside the physical pain. He stayed focused on the job that had to be done. He went through that process, all that that involved, and it crushed him. It crushed him. Understand something. Jesus, who was perfect, he literally became sin. 
I think we know these things, but sometimes we don't remember them. He became sin. He became the very sin that we commit. And in that moment, God the Father had to turn his back on him. That was separation from God, from his presence. The very definition of death, separation from God. And for all eternity past, Jesus had been one with the Father, so much in fact that we must always understand that God is one, although he chooses to express himself through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we understand that. But Jesus was one with the Father, and in that moment, the Father could not look upon him. He had become sin. He had become that which we commit that is not right and that is not righteous. That was the first time in forever. Okay, we we know that phrase a little bit. But the first time in forever, and the only time that this would ever happen, where God would turn his back on his son. And I, I just can't imagine the crushing blow that this was to Jesus. It wasn't justice that he had to become sin. There's a lot of talk about justice these days. Everybody wants justice. Jesus, it was not justice for him to go through what he did, but he chose it for you anyway. It wasn't fair. Oh man, that phrase, how often do we hear that? It's not fair, it's not fair. It wasn't fair for him to have to carry the burden of our sin debt. It wasn't right that he literally went to hell on our behalf. He was perfect, but he did it anyway. And in that process, he was completely and utterly crushed. And and, and church, it's such a paradox The one person who was truly innocent became the one who bore all the punishment. But it was his very innocence that made him the only one worthy enough to do it. If he wouldn't have been innocent, then he wouldn't have been worthy of becoming the sacrifice. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. You see, I I know it's Easter Sunday, but you can't have a resurrection without a death. The body of Jesus was crushed, and the crushing of his body certainly is the reason that his blood was shed. Like grapes through a wine press producing juice, so was Jesus crushed and his blood spilled out. In that blood was the power to atone. We've talked about this over the last few weeks, to cover our sin. In that blood was the power to deliver us from sin and the effects of sin. In that blood was the power to heal and make us whole. And in that blood was the power to transform. All that, all that the shed blood of Jesus accomplished on the cross can be ours today. And just as the Israelites applied the blood of the sacrificial lamb by smearing it on the doorposts of their homes, which resulted in their freedom, we attain freedom in Christ through applying the blood of Jesus to our hearts. And when we ask him in and we accept what he has done as his gift of salvation for us, we are applying the blood. When we repent of our sins, we are allowing it to make atonement for us. When we receive him as savior, we are allowing that blood to be our deliverance, to be our healing, to be our wholeness. When we make him Lord of our lives, we give him the permission to transform us from the inside out. And church, 
Isn't that what it's really about? Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my savior, be my Lord. And then we give up the right to be in control. We give up the controls of our life. It's kind of like a Jesus take the wheel moment, right? And we decide that he's in charge and he gets to do with us what he wants to. And we no longer are are making the decisions for ourselves anymore in, 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 in what we do and how we act and who we are. We let him take over and he lives through us and we die to self and he becomes more and more alive as we continue to die to self. It's transformation power that happens when we receive him. It's change. The evidence of, change, of salvation is a changed life. There's a lot of people that walk around and say they're, they're saved and they have salvation, but is their life changed? We should be in a process always of change. Well, I've been saved 50 years. I think I've changed enough. No, you haven't. Because until you look exactly like Jesus, you haven't changed enough. Not saying you're a bad person. Not at all. The transformation power of Jesus is real and at work within us when we give our hearts to him. That's what it's all about. His shed blood has the power to do all this. And it's the very reason that he instituted the ordinance of communion. He wanted us to come together. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Turn to the other neighbor and say, you're family. He wanted us to come together in fellowship with one another and with himself and remember what his crushed body and shed blood has accomplished in our lives. Jesus taught the Apostle Paul in reference to this, and Paul taught the churches. In 1 Corinthians 11, 27 through 30, says this, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. It's important that as we remember all that Christ has done for us, that we are willing to look at ourselves with a pure heart and be honest. It's important that as we take communion, we take a time, we take a little time and we examine ourselves and say, God, if there's a wayward way in me, get rid of it. Show me so I can repent. And it's not about being perfect. It's about making sure that you are in the place of repentance. I love the verse, 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. This morning, I I want us to bow our heads. I I want us to kind of absorb the last six weeks. Even the Good Friday experience and and, and some of you that went through that and learned some things and, and maybe just were reminded of all that he did. And I want us to take this time as we bow our heads and prepare our hearts to receive the body and blood of Jesus. 
Let's examine ourselves and clear our consciences of anything that would hinder or stand between the intimacy that he wants to have with us. And the worship team's gonna come and we're gonna sing and as, as they sing, thank you Jesus for the blood, I just want you to examine your heart. Examine your heart today. Let's all bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your shed blood, for your crushed body. We thank you for what you did for us. And God, we, we just want to take a moment and we want your Holy Spirit to speak to us. Show us where we might need to repent. Show us where we might need to change. But we want to take communion today with pure hearts.
So Paul taught 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 24. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and we had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together this morning, and let's take it with full awareness of the crushing that took place in his body, a crushing that he willingly allowed to happen motivated by love for you. And as you take the bread out this morning, would you, would you just break it and remember what he did for you? Let's take it together. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. So let's take the fruit of the vine, the cup, and let's remember all that it represents. He is truly our Passover lamb, our pure, spotless sacrifice, the only one who could, who could have accomplished this. And through it, we have found a covering and atonement for our sins. Let's drink it together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you thankful for his blood this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So as thankful as we are for the one that died for us and allowed his body to be crushed and the blood that he shed, it's not the end of what he did. So as thankful as we are for what he's done, through his blood, we are celebrating Resurrection Sunday today. And although victory over sin came through his shed blood, total victory over the grave came through the resurrection. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Death wasn't swallowed up in victory when Lazarus walked out of the grave. Death wasn't swallowed up in victory when the widow's son or the ruler's daughter was raised. Death was swallowed up in victory only when Jesus was raised from the dead. And it was, one of the, it was a one-of-a-kind resurrection because there's only one Jesus. He alone had the ability to defeat death itself. John wrote in the book, in the book of his Revelation of Christ, Revelation 1, 17 through 18, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. You see, Jesus was vindicated through his resurrection. It proved that he was who he said he was. It also made it clear that his death was not a failure, but a total victory. 
We can now have total hope and belief in eternal life. Just as Jesus rose from the grave in resurrection power, we have the sure hope that our bodies will be resurrected. He was vindicated and justified, and through his resurrection, we are justified. Not made perfect in our actions, but made righteous through his actions. We've been paid for with his blood. We've been forgiven. Our sin has been atoned for. Although sin and death held us for a ransom, Jesus paid that ransom with his life's blood. But let's not forget that both the cross and the tomb of Christ are empty this morning. He has been vindicated and justified. And when we make the choice to live in and through him, we can enjoy the freedom of that justification. Again, not because we are justified in how we were and what we did, but we are justified through what he did. There's power in the shed blood of Jesus to resurrect. It's like this blood subject that we've been on for weeks has come full circle. There's life in the blood. Jesus shed blood and, and then lost his life. But that very same shed blood offers the, the power to resurrect the dead. And that's us. Our spirit man is resurrected as we become born again. Our souls have new life literally breathed into them as we continue to live in and for Christ. And on that glorious day of the Lord's return, our bodies will be resurrected. We all know we're body, soul, spirit, right? Through his resurrection, our whole being can be resurrected. It starts with a spirit, goes to the soul, and then a resurrected body. Our God has conquered de the death, or death and the grave, and we are the benefactors. Why do we celebrate the resurrection? Because death has been completely defeated, church. The biggest thing that people fear yeah, the biggest thing that people fear in this life is death. But death has been defeated. We get to live in the hope of that. All who know Jesus as their personal savior get to live in the hope of that. And we need to sing about it today. Are you ready to do some singing? Hallelujah, stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope Let mercy come in When death was arrested Let my life be Ash was redeemed Only beauty remains My orphan heart Was given away My morning grew quiet My feet rose to dance
Savior displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. Of the Indianola First podcast, join us next week to stay updated on our latest messages.